PRN, Pause, Renew, Next, a podcast about soul care, scripture, and stories of faith. I'm Jenny Detweiler, and friends, today you get a treat because I've got one of my favorite friends here who also happens to be my sister-in-law, and we are going to have a really fun conversation about joy, about Christmas traditions, and about a praise report. Cynthia Simpson is here with me today, and actually, she was my very first guest ever. I believe it was episode three. So for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you may remember her story. She talked about her faith, going through a hard season with her son, who at the time was having a whole lot of health problems, and it was a really neat podcast. She was super generous, and she let me practice on her. And actually, considering she was my first podcast guest, I think it turned out pretty good. So, <laughs> I think so, too. It was good. <laughs> so welcome back, Cynthia. Thank you. Do you want to tell everybody a little about yourself, about your family, about what you do? Sure. So I, um, I do a lot of things. I'm a mom. I feel like all moms can say that. So I have three young boys. They are nine, almost eight, and six, married to an amazing man of God. We live um, near Greenville, South Carolina. And we just do life um, with our church family, with um, just good community the Lord has given us. Um, you know, my family and his family both live a little bit away from us. So um, we love to go visit them and do family time. And we just like to do things together as a family. We have a family motto and we, we just say that we want to do things together. We want to work together, play together, pray together, oh, eat together. There's maybe one more in there, but there's just our core values of our family. And so we really try to implement that. And just day-to-day life. So, yeah. Awesome. So, I feel like a lot of times we hear stories when they're in the middle and we don't get to hear the end. And so, I thought it would be really fun to have Cynthia come back because I know the end of the story and the praise that goes with her story. So, if you didn't get to hear the first half of her story, go back and check that episode out. I'll link to it in today's show notes. But, Cynthia, do you want to share kind of what was going on with Nolan at the time and also what's happened since? Yeah, so I'm thinking back to that podcast. I want to say we were both crying, either before or beginning (laughs) or end. I'm not sure. But anyway, so just a little bit about my son, Nolan. Um, So about, just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory, when he was about 18 months old, um, his body, um, it wasn't processing nutrients. And so he just was not doing well as far as he just... um, didn't have anything that could be diagnosed, but just very sick, very sickly. And it climaxed into about 10 days of just spontaneous throwing up and um, multiple doctor visits, but never admitted because I was able to keep him hydrated. So it's like, even though obviously something was wrong, the doctors couldn't pinpoint anything. And basically just to kind of give you just a little bit of details and not go into everything, it was just a lot of things happened, a lot of heartfelt prayers. And then just by the leading of the Holy Spirit, Um, we started some different things. He started gaining weight. Um, he started looking like a healthy toddler again. And so it would kind of won that war as far as with his, um, his nutrients and his weight and his overall health. But then we kind of delved into this whole eczema thing. And I think that's kind of, we were in the middle of just horrible, horrible eczema when we were talking. And, um, I would say that it lasted for about two years And I was doing every homeopathic medicine. I was doing every herb, every tincture, any kind of method, including conventional, you know, creams and that kind of thing to try to heal Nolan. And it was just like nothing worked. I mean, even the conventional stuff, I would put it on one spot on his body and it would flare up another part of his body 10 times worse than the spot I was trying to heal. And so it just, 
it just wasn't really even worth it to us. We did allergy testing to figure out allergies, which he did have some allergies, which helped us with some of the eczema, but it never, never healed it, you know? And we got to a point where 80% of his body was covered in eczema. And those bad spots were like oozing and bloody. And he had to wear mittens 24-7 for probably six to nine months, I would guess. We had him in mittens 24-7 just so he wouldn't scratch and infect things. And so at that point, I was really consumed of taking care of him and wet wraps and special diets and supplements and doctor visits. And it was just very overwhelming. And I think that's kind of where we were at um, a while back. And so... I just, during the whole time, I just continued to like thank the Lord and just say, I believe he's healed. He's healed. And I just kind of continued to do that. And we did, um, I just believed it was going to happen, even though it was really awful. And we did one last effort with our allergist um, before he was going to send us to one of the top hospitals in the nation for eczema. He's like, let's do this regimen. If it doesn't work, I'm going to you know, recommend you guys go here, which is in Colorado. Like it would have been a big deal. And so I was just like, Lord, please, like we need something to work. And um, so, so God was faithful. Like the last treatment worked and we had done things very similar to that before and nothing had touched it. But for, because I think God's timing, honestly, I mean, it was conventional medicine, but it was the Lord's healing, honestly. And it just, it worked like Nolan's skin cleared up enough to where I could manage it because before you know, when 80% of your body is covered in eczema, it's, it's really not manageable. Like you're just trying to figure out how mm-hmm. to get it better. And so we were able to start managing it and kind of make some headway with that. And um, I would just say that God used that as a way to kind of just put into play a healing that took time. It was not an instantaneous healing, but it was, he was healed by God. And I just mm-hmm. think it's such a testimony that the Lord works in different ways and we don't need to pinpoint our I shouldn't say pinpoint, but we don't need to um, demand that God works in a certain way. So for us, it was different than I expected it to be. But I definitely know it was not anything I did because I had already done almost two years, 18 months worth of everything I could figure out and my own knowledge and doctor's knowledge and everything that didn't work. So the Lord healed him. And so today, Nolan, he has to stay away from certain foods. Um, we can't, you know, he can't eat certain things, but his skin is completely clear or maybe, you know, if he gets into something, he might have a few spots show up. And so he's developmentally catching up to all the kids his age, you know, for there for a while, he was very behind because we, he was so sick that literally he was fighting for his life. And so <laughs> we weren't worried about developmental stuff. We were just trying to make sure he didn't scratch himself open and all that kind of stuff. And so he's been, he's really funny. Like he's a funny little six-year-old. And I have to say that he negotiates better than my nine-year-old. Like he is hilarious trying to negotiate with his mama to get what he wants. So yeah, he's healed. He's doing wonderful. And we're just continuing to believe that, you know, eventually the allergies are not even going to be an issue, you know, so it's still something we have to be careful with. But I, even though it's hard, it really helps me relate to other moms, whether or not it's allergies, it could be something else, but just knowing as a mom, there's just things we can't control. And so knowing I couldn't control his allergies or can't control his allergies, it's really helped me to be more understanding of other moms who may have something different than an allergy, but something they just as much cannot control no matter what they've done. You know, you're much less, or I'm much less judgmental. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a really good word. Uh, Thanks. (laughs) 
Well, praise the Lord. Yeah. So the day that we're recording this in real time is Thanksgiving Day. And Woo. so we just ate a big old meal and our bellies are full. And, and we're, we're so thankful. We're so thankful. <laughs> but I was going to say, Nolan's upstairs playing with my son right now. And yeah. he's like a healthy, happy little boy. And yeah. he was snuggling with me before we ate. Yeah. And so we're all praising God. It's so neat. It's just, I don't think a day goes by that I don't just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, so yeah, it is Thanksgiving. It's really cool to be doing this podcast on Thanksgiving. But <laughs> I'm just so thankful to the Lord. And, you know, other things may come, and I'm sure they will. That's just what life usually hands you. But just to have a confidence of he's done it once, he can do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Okay. The other reason I wanted you to be on the podcast today is because uh, friends, I'm just going to say for those of you who love the Enneagram, you know, I like to talk about it. Cynthia is an Enneagram 7, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So she's all about... <laughs> Hot <fun. day>. <laughs> <laughs> So she's all about joy and all about fun. So I wanted to talk to her about the holiday season and about joy. And I'm going to tell on you for a second and tell a story. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. okay. So a few years ago... Well, I have a lot of stories I could tell, but... Um, a few years ago, we went to Slovenia together on a mission trip. And so it took... We were out of our time zone... By what, like six hours, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we get there, and I we hadn't slept in 24 hours, I don't think, at this point. And we were taken in a van that the air conditioner didn't work. And it was a super hot day in the summer. And we flew into Croatia, and we were going to drive into Slovenia across the border. What we didn't know was that Croatia is the beach town, I guess, or the beach place for mm-hmm. all of Europe. And so everybody was driving into Croatia. And so there was a backup of cars. And then our van broke down right outside the border. So literally, in the heat, in the sun, having not slept for 24 hours, we pushed our van (laughs) across the border into Slovenia, and we ended up making really great memories. But all that to say, in the middle of that, I felt really, I think, cranky. And when the van broke down, Cynthia was like, let's turn on the praise music, you guys. Let's let's pray. Let's lay hands on this vehicle. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> so she can make joy and party out of anything, and it was fine. It was all good. And it I'm was a long her. day. Though. It was a long day. Yes. <laughs> um. So, can you tell us a little bit about what is bringing you joy this holiday season? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think after just people quarantining and some people still being, you know, very careful. I think everyone's kind of jumping into Christmas a little early. Like, I've noticed the lights going up a little bit early. People are doing Christmas carols early. And I'm usually, I'm like, wait till Thanksgiving. Like, Christmas is separate. And then I think this year, I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. Like, let's just go out. So, I think for me, just seeing Christmas lights coming up really soon. And I even think in the entire Christmas season, what I love about Christmas lights is I feel like it's a symbol of Jesus is the light of the world. Yeah. And I feel like it's symbolizing that. And I feel like even non-believers are like proclaiming the light of the world and they don't even know it. And I'm like, this is awesome. So that's, I just like to enjoy the lights and the season and the carols. And I think for me too, I just love family. Like I love my family that I've been blessed with. And I love being accepted into Clay's family and being part of their family. And so it's just, I enjoy, I think finding joy in my immediate family with my boys and really cherishing the age that I'm at right now. Um, and remind me of that on Monday morning. Okay, I will. <laughs> but uh, just trying to cherish them. And then the family time, I think, just brings me so much joy. Good friends, um, doing life together. I think just, you know, and maybe it's my personality, you know, number seven or whatever. But I think just trying to 
find joy in in life and just and running with where God's placed me, like a contentment, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So yeah, okay. Along with the Christmas thing, um, usually I'm the same way. I don't put my Christmas tree up yeah. until after Christmas. But this year, all my boys except Judah, who was like, "Don't do it, Mom." Yeah. But we did it anyway. We're like, put up the Christmas tree, put up the Christmas tree. So we did, oh. and it's been really fun. And yeah. then they, and then they wanted to hang like lights up over our ceiling fan and now it looks kind of like a dorm room but also it's kind of fun and they're enjoying it so I'm letting it happen but my favorite thing and what brings me joy is um usually I do my devotions kind of in the dark so I don't wake up my kids in the morning um before they wake up but when the Christmas tree is on it's like just a little bit of light and it's so beautiful and it's so peaceful and so in the morning I like to turn on the lights on the Christmas tree I do the same thing it's so fun yeah that's great we have a little uh Thanksgiving tree and I've always done like sticks and then we just do paper leaves and you know, write what we're thankful for. And this year, my husband went to Target and came back with like this beautiful like birch light up tree thing. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But I'm like, oh, my sticks, no more sticks. But it's the same idea of just getting to sit beside the little Thanksgiving tree and get to have extra light in the mornings. Yeah, yeah. it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to ask you about Christmas traditions because you're really all about that, like tr- coming up with traditions and keeping them going every year. So what have been some of your favorite traditions? So definitely decorating, baking, like all that's super important to me. And I've, I used to bake a lot more before I had kids. I remember those days. Oh my gosh. Like I would bake, I don't even know how many dozens. I mean, I would do probably what, six to seven different kinds of cookies and I would bake them all on the same day, Uh multiple dozens. And we'd make a party out of it. It was huge. So since having kids, I don't do that so much anymore. I still bake, you know, here and there, but still definitely trying to keep up with it and decorating and just some traditions that we've kind of carried from childhood up. I mean, I remember Christmas morning with extended family and then even Christmas Eve with my immediate family that we always read the Christmas story. And I think that's very common for, you know, people of faith and in Jesus Christ that they are focused on him as the reason that we're celebrating. And so we always did that. So we do that with our kids. And then um, we always have done a candlelight Christmas Eve dinner. Oh, we I didn't grew know that. Up, yeah, we grew up doing that. And my mom would always want to have the kitchen light on or something because she said she couldn't see her food. <laughs> and we were like, no, turn off the lights. It's Christmas Eve. And so the only meal of the entire year that she would let us turn off all the lights except for the candles on the table. And it's kind of funny because I still do the same tradition with my boys. And I, now I'm the one that wants to turn on the kitchen lights so I can see my food. <laughs> funny how roles switch so we still do that and then I think Clay and I have really tried to be intentional that we are doing outreach some type of outreach so we've done taking a meal to um, the boys home we have uh, done like the shoebox Christmas things and this year I'm trying something new I'm caroling to some of the widows in our congregation since some of them aren't getting out of their home right now so we're trying to organize that as I'm speaking. That's not that's all really organized, fun. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So I think just trying to, you know, the kids get really excited about presents and that's all good. But also just trying to help them think about other people and, and not even that other people need presents, but just other people as in serving other people during this season when it may be a hard season for them or um, just trying to be considerate of other people and outreach. So those are kind of some of our traditions, you know, from childhood and then things that Clay and I have done ourselves. So I love that. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I didn't know about the candlelight thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I guess it wasn't important to Derek. I think Derek not carry that on or even remembered it. I don't know. <laughs> Derek's like, I don't want to eat by candlelight. It is interesting because now that you don't, I I feel like back in the 80s and early 90s, everybody had candles because if the electricity went out, you needed candles. Yeah. So we all had candles. And I feel like now the electricity goes out, everybody has a cell phone or they have a generator. And so I usually can't find candles in my home because I don't do any scented candles in my home. Essential so oils. You yeah, do diffusing now. Yeah. So I don't have any candles laying around. So then I'm like, I don't know what we're using. So I have one box and I, it's labeled emergency candles that Uh-oh. I never use in the emergency special <laughs> Christmas Eve. I pull out all these ugly candles and like light them up. So it works, but I need to probably buy some new candles. We do candlelight at church on Christmas yeah. Eve, uh-huh. but not at home. That's really fun. Yeah. That's good. Well, you know that this is one of ours, but um, since we got married, we kind of, as a family, switched back and forth between Thanksgiving yes. and Christmas so we can hit up both of the families because they live in different states. And so it kind of rotates. So coming up with our own little Christmas traditions has been tricky because of that. You get that too, I'm yep. sure. I yep. think that's part of what comes with being yep. married. And so one of the things that Derek and I started was trying to figure out how to do presents with our kids and not go overboard because for him growing up, he didn't, his family didn't go overboard. Like your family didn't go overboard. Right. I grew up having so many, we were the only grandkids on both sides, which is kind of an anomaly. So we had so many presents. We expected Mm -hmm. that we would just be unwrapping like half the day and we really Mm -hmm. were. So we thought, how are we going to do this with our kids? So I started a a thing and I love it now and I hope my kids do it too one day. I I don't know. Yeah. Is that we decided we would give them each three gifts from us. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh for the three wise men thing. So gold is a fun present. Like something that we know that they would want. A toy or something. Um, Now it's getting more expensive. Now they're getting older. But when they were little, it was like a toy. Then we do frankincense, which is something that you wear. So because it it would have been an aroma that you would have put on. So something like clothing or something. And then the other one we do is myrrh, and that was what they put on Jesus when he was buried. So we make that a spiritual gift. So whether that be a new Bible or like um, a, a song, like a CD or something like that, something spiritual in nature, devotional for them. And so that has been something that we've carried through. And we also have, I don't know if you guys have this. Now they're getting a little too old for it, but they just love to play with the little characters. But we had, um, what is that thing called? Is it like the nativity where you yes. read the boxes? Yes. What is that called? It's called, it came from Family Life Today. Yes. And it's called what? We have it too. What God Wants for Christmas, I think is yes. what it's called. Yes. That's what it is. Okay. And it's got these seven little boxes yes. and a little nativity. And uh-huh. each day you get to open up a little, another little box of a little person to put on the nativity. And yeah. it has a little story that goes with it. So by the end, yeah. you've heard the whole gospel, yeah. basically. Did your angel break? Because our angel is already broken. No, but they love to put that thing all over the nativity in weird <laughs> spots that it shouldn't really be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think that's part of what's so fun about it. Yeah. So. We like that too. It's mm. good. Okay, so this season, Cynthia, actually, I'm just going to say, I did. I recently did a survey um, for people that listen to the podcast, and the number one thing that people wanted to hear about was soul care. Okay. So I'm trying to make that a more important part mm-hmm. in this season. I've been focusing on it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think, especially during the pandemic, it's been yeah. maybe a little difficult for people. Yeah. So I'm wondering for you, what does soul care look like right now? So I'm a people person. So my soul care is not probably going to connect with introverts. <laughs> so <laughs> that's okay. I'm having all different kinds of yeah. guests. So, so cool. my soul care, honestly, 
And when I think of soul, for me personally, that directly connects me to Jesus yes. and to my relationship with the Lord. And so as soon as you say soul care, the first thing I think of is how am I taking care of my relationship with the Lord? And so I've always had a, a rhythm of my life of getting up early and spending time with the Lord before my kids get up. And, you know, rhythms change and th- life happens. And I just kind of found that my time was really rushed. And so then I was not really getting deep like I wanted to. And so the past, I would say three weeks or so, I've been getting up at 545 so that I could have a solid 45 minutes um, to an hour before I needed to deal with kids or the husband or any of those things. The husband. (laughs) And it has been really good. And I think my prayer has just been for the Lord that he would make me desire to be in his presence because every time I'm in the presence of the Lord, I just want to stay and I want more. And I just think about that as far as like we have to be intentional to get into the presence of the Lord. It doesn't just happen like Facebook does. You know, like Facebook kind of just jumps out at you and you're like stuck on it for 15 minutes and you don't know how it happened, you know? But like with the Lord, I want it to be like that. We're like Facebook sometimes disrupts my routine because I got distracted. Like I want to be that way with my quiet time that I'm so absorbed in knowing God and learning about him and reading and worshiping that it interrupts my day. So, I mean... I've gotten close to that, but I'm not quite there completely because I, I mean, you know, your kids wake up and boom, you're done kind of thing. But I just keep praying that that's where I'll continue to be. So I think for me, that soul care of just um, setting goalposts is kind of the most recent thing the Lord kind of told me is to set goalposts and not that um, it's a checklist, but more of it's setting physical goals so that I can make um, a place for spiritual transformation because the reality is, is if I don't make those sacrifices, um, then I'm not going to reap the benefit of knowing the Lord more. So for me, soul care, that's a big deal. And then I think as far as like, when you think of soul care, as far as like healthy emotions and those kind of things, I, I just go outside, like I'm an outdoorsy mm-hmm. girl. And mm-hmm. so I, my boys are homeschooled, so I'll take them biking or hiking, or I'll plan a play date with one of my good girlfriends that we're on the same page spiritually. So we can talk to each other and see how each other's doing while the kids play. That's really good for me. Mm -hmm. Like I have such a better day when I have had two hours of girlfriend time instead of just being home with my kids all day long. And so that's just my extrovert coming out that I love to be with people. So those are two of my big things, just that intentional time in the mornings with the Lord and then being outside. I think I concur on both. I want to ask just for clarification, when you were talking about goalposts and mm-hmm. setting physical goals, what does that mean spiritually? Um, so great question. So I actually wrote it in my journal. So what I did is, um, so the first one is that quiet time's a priority and I'm mm-hmm. not going to skip it on the weekends because I'm pretty good during the week, but the weekends, Saturday and Sunday are the days so that I of, That was today with me because I was out of my routine. Right. Because mm-hmm. it was a holiday. So I made myself get up at 545 this morning, which was, it was good. Like I had a great time this morning with the Lord and it's Thanksgiving. So that's cool. <laughs> but um, that was my first. So that's like a, a goal person. I mean, just maybe because Clay's in football, you know, you got your goal post and you're like shooting the ball in that direction. So it's not a guarantee that you're going to make it, but at least you know what you're aiming for. So I think that's my first thing. And then um, my second one was worshiping every day um, that I'm listening or singing. So yeah, awesome. those are my goal posts. That's awesome. And speaking of joy, all of our kids are jumping upstairs. I can hear it. (laughs) 
They're having fun. <laughs> They're having fun. Uh, and so I also ask each of my guests, what is a scripture or a Bible verse that the Lord is really using in your life right now? And I know you had one that you talked about a couple years ago, and you were just telling me before we started recording that you've got some different ones right now. Yeah. Mine change all the time. I think I told you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been asking the Lord to give me scriptures for my children, and this is like an ongoing thing. This has not been just recent. This has been a a long, I mean, since I've had kids, I think we all do that, but I've really been writing them down. I've been asking moms who are ahead of life than I am. Is that the right way to say it? Mm-hmm. But their kids are older than mine. And um, so one of them I got is from Isaiah 54, 13. And it says, all your sons will be taught of the Lord and the peace of your sons will be great. And um, sh- the girl who was sharing this with me, the mom, she was just saying how when she looked at the word peace, um, that it, it's relating to that the affairs of their life are in order. Mm-hmm. And so just that my children will be able to um, walk in that way. And then Psalms 147, 13 and 14, For he has strengthened the bars of your gates, and he has blessed your sons within you. He makes peace in your borders. And then the most recent one, for me, this is not so much for my children, but just for me, Psalms 147. The Lord favors those who fear him, those who wait for his loving kindness. And I like to do all the fun markers and all the things in my journal because it makes it stick out. Like my normal journaling is just pen. And then anytime I write scripture, I use a really bright colored marker so that it'll kind of stick out because then when I'm looking back through my journals, I'm drawn to the word of the Lord more than I'm drawn to my own words. So my own words are always in plain black ink. And then the word of the Lord is always put in bright color. Okay. Friends, because you can't see, and I can. She's showing me her journal, and I'm going to take a picture of one of these because <laughs> it's so pretty. It's fun. Yeah, I'm not a lettering person. I see people's lettering work, and I'm like, oh, my yeah, gosh, I'm not awesome. either. But I, I just do my own thing, and I love it. Like, it just makes it it pop out at me and yeah, reminds yeah. me of my scriptures that I need to focus on. So, That's yeah, awesome. so those are my scriptures right now just for my children, but then also for myself, just, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on the Lord. Is there anything else you wanted to say that I didn't give you a chance to? No, I just really have fun chit-chatting with you and talking. So maybe I'll have to get good at something else so that you can come <laughs> on here again. <laughs> and I can talk about something else yeah. other than my children. <laughs> so two years ago we talked. We talked now. So in 2022? Yes. By I guess 2022 I'll I will um, I'll write a book. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, friends, I hope that you are having a great time getting ready for Christmas. Some of you are not able to spend as much time with friends and family right now. So I pray the peace of the Lord to be upon you. Um, you know you can find me anywhere on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Pause Renew Next. And if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, go out and subscribe. That way you will not miss a podcast episode. If you have the time, go out and give us a good review. That helps new people find this podcast a little more easily. Well, that is all for this podcast episode. I'm Jenny Detweiler with PRN. Pause, renew, next. The podcast. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus. Jesus.